Welcome to the Lethal Mullet Podcast. Here live from Quinlan's Cantina in the Gold Coast of Australia with your host Adam O'Brien, the Lethal Mullet. Here tonight we're going to be looking at a John Woo film which really started a lot of the craze of the 90s, Gun Fu Classics. That's right, not Kung Fu, but Gun Fu. That's right, we wouldn't have The Matrix and many other films like Broken Arrow, Hard Target and many others if it wasn't for, of course, Chow Yun-Fat and, of course, John Woo uh, working on this film. I mean, John Woo has been, obviously, somebody known for gunplay for many years, but other films as well, films like, of course, Red Cliff. We're going to be chatting about that tonight here on episode number 207 of the Lethal Mullet Podcast. All right, lights, camera, action. Now where's the mullet? Where is he? Is he coming in by chopper again? And now, live from Quinlan's Cantina in the Gold Coast of Australia, it's time again for your dose of action cinema history from the 80s, 90s, and beyond with the Lethal Mullet Podcast. Oh, get out, man. There you go. And welcome back to Lethal Mullet here on the Lethal Mullet Network, of course. I'm your host, Adam O'Brien, as we said earlier. In the intro, and tonight we're going to be looking at John Woo. Now, what do we know about John Woo? Well, we know he's obviously one of the action director greats. He's also a star in some of those movies, and one of those is, of course, Hard Boiled, which we're going to be chatting about tonight. I finally got a copy from the UK on DVD, even harder to find on Blu-ray, it seems. And this is quite an interesting action film, certainly one that uh, I think um, not only influenced the uh, the Chinese market or the Hong Kong market in particular, uh, it certainly introduced a lot of different action uh, ideas uh, through its choreography and of course the use of firearms um, as we move into of course the 90s where of course the double gun and gun fu would come in and uh, pretty much be used in films all the way from of course uh, John Woo's breakaway effort in the US which is of course Hard Target starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and, of course, Lance Henriksen and Arnold Vosloo and many others. But what's great about that is it gave us a taste of what was to come. And uh, from there, obviously, uh, films like The Matrix and um, many of the films of that time were heavily influenced by the gunplay, in particular, of uh, John Woo's films, this one and uh, some of the others. Now, we're going to be talking about that tonight and what makes it so interesting. But also, we'll, we'll talk about its legacy and... Um, some of the great actors involved, of course, we've got Tony Long, or Tony Long Chu Wai, and of course, Chow Yun Fat, two of the biggest stars in Hong Kong, um, and they're both um, international stars as well, which we'll get into very, very soon. But before we do that, we're going to let you know how you can catch this show and many others like it. G'day, mate. How you going? Welcome to the Little Mullet Network, where you'll find all these amazing shows and more. Where you'll find the Little Mullet Podcast. A celebration of action cinema from the 80s, 90s, and beyond. You'll also find Making Treks, a Star Trek fan podcast, where I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Mark Newbold, into a deep dive of Star Trek. You'll also find Mullet and Kilt, a look at music, where I'm joined by my dear pal, Darth Elvis. And where you can also find the Mullet Guild, a look at the Dune universe. All here on, of course, lethalmulletnetwork.podbean.com or on your favourite podcatcher. You can find us there. You can also find all these shows a week later on, of course, the one, the only fandom podcast network, FPN, on 
ifminet.podbean.com. Don't forget to also follow us on socials. There's, of course, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the handle at the Lethal Mullet. We'll catch you out there and enjoy your action cinema. Hi, mate, how you going? Come on in, mate. Yeah, yeah. What shall it be? Oh, yeah. man, it's been a real busy day, you know? Uh, oh, wow. Uh, right on, yeah. Hey. Yeah. 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 It's just like I was telling my mate the other day, you know, have a nice you know, cold beverage. We are getting straight into the film, folks. We are going to be talking about, of course, Hard Boiled, which is a 1992 action film, which really got, uh, obviously, John Woo's style of action cinema out there to the masses and certainly got our attention in uh, Australia and the US and, of course, in the UK market and you know, internationally. It's just huge. Obviously, Hong Kong has been uh, the centre of a lot of great action cinema, you know, from all the way back down to one of the martial arts pictures of the Shaw Brothers and many others. But obviously, this time too, you know, we had a lot of those great, um, massive um, martial arts films. Of course, it's always great to see where, you know, we get all these great films um, coming through, of course, from Hong Kong. John Woo, of course, uh, had uh, done a lot of work with um, some martial arts ones uh, before all this. Uh, but this film in particular, it really shows his you know, mind when it comes to not only a tough and, um, as the title says, hard-boiled um, crime story. It really does sort of lift into that gangster sort of uh, ideology too. This was directed by John Woo with a screenplay by Gordon Chan and Barry Wong. And of course, the main stars are Cho Yun-Fat and Tony Lung Chu Wai. Now, of course, the big dynamic in this one is that the main character, Yoon, or Tequila Yoon, played by Cho Yun-Fat, is pretty much the cool guy. You know, he's the, the one that's, you know, doing all the cool stuff. And he's got a rebellious streak against his um, captain, all that sort of stuff. And then we've got the um, undercover cop, played by uh, Tony Lung Chu Wai, plays Alan who's in with the bad guys, but um, like The Departed, he is a turncoat. He is actually a police officer. This also stars Anthony Wong as Johnny Wong, a leader um, who's part of the uh, triad criminal groups as well too. So this is basically Hong Kong um, you know, at its best, and particularly this is John Woo's last Hong Kong film before he headed over and of course made Hard Target. So mean, making a lot of films um, that glamorized you know, crime and, of course, gangsters and all that sort of stuff. And uh, this one's no, no difference. You know, they, it definitely is, um, you know, a glamorous look at things to a certain extent, particularly with the violence and stuff like that too. But this is very um, much that Clint Eastwood style, um, you know, I think, um, thing as well with the Che and Fat, how he's sort of portrayed in this too. So this is interesting. It um, is definitely um, very American in its tastes, at least those sort of styles too. Released in 1992 and uh, had a great reception. Um, and of course, the previous films, A Better Tomorrow and The Killer, sort of followed on for those sort of things too. So it is interesting and it certainly is part of one of those two. So story by John Woo, produced by Linda Cuck and Terence Chang. Um, some of the other stars in this, Philip Chan, 
Theresa Mo. Uh, we've also got Philip Kwok and, of course, Anthony Wong, as we mentioned earlier. Probably one of the biggest and best actors in, um, and particularly character actors in Hong Kong is Anthony Wong. He's just a fantastic uh, talent. Edited by John Woo, David Wu, Kate Gitwai, and, of course, um, Jack R. Michael Dibbs was the musician on this one, too, as well. Did all the music. We also got Golden Princess Film Productions and Milestone Pictures, who put this out as well. And, of course, distributed by Golden Princess Films uh, internationally, too. Came out in Hong Kong on the 16th of April, 1992, with a runtime of 128 minutes. And uh, the main language of this one is Cantonese, not Mandarin, as um, obviously is another language in China, too. Obviously, you're going to get... Um, mainland China has a lot of um, the films that it releases in Mandarin, whereas, of course, in Hong Kong, it's a little bit different. They use Cantonese with a lot of theirs as well. You get to get both, but um, you also can get uh, English um, dubs of those as well. Uh, always prefer seeing the originals, folks. You actually get to um, see where things are going there too. So this had a budget of 4.5 um, million, and uh, it's made 19.7 million in Hong Kong alone. Um, and in the US, it did 71,000 US, um, and did over 85,000 tickets in France. So there you go. So what this is all about is again, uh, it's the um, you know trying to take down gangster groups, uh, criminal enterprises, triads, all that sort of stuff. It's definitely stuff of the '90s that was you know pretty popular. You know we've got even the Japanese version of that with uh, the American Yakuza film. Um, so there's definitely something in those areas too. So we started in Hong Kong in a tea house, where we have uh, inspectors Tequila Yoon and Benny Mac. Uh, going in to try and take out some gun smugglers that are in there and they're basically just about to make a deal and of course uh, They're ambushed and this is by another gang who's trying to take them out too And it's a massive gun battle which is very balletic and very much choreographed in the style that you know well So it's very interesting how that sort of all comes to pass too uh, from here um, we get to see that his um, uh, friend Benny is killed in the gunplay and Tequila then executes one of the gangsters who killed Benny, rather than arrest him, basically. And of course, the superintendent of the area, Superintendent Pang, is furious with this too. And of course, Tequila is dropped from, of course, the uh, case that they're working on. From here, Alan, who's um, uh, obviously, as we mentioned, is Tony Leung's character, is an assassin who's working for the, um, the triad under the boss by their uncle Hoi. Um, and he takes out one of his um, underlings who double-crossed basically the um, syndicate itself to the rivals. Um, upstart, who, and the upstart is led by, of course, Johnny Wong. Um, and of course, this is where um, Wong is basically looking up to take out all the tribe bosses and become the new big arms trader. Um, from here, he's impressed by Alan and, of course, the skills, all that sort of stuff, and, of course... He wants to recruit him. Uh, from here, Alan wants to um, jump aboard, and you know this is not something that he really wants to do, but he sees the idea in it too. Hoy is eventually from here uh, taken out by Alan, um, and then from here, um, Alan then shoots uh, and he kills all the men as well around him too. Tequila then, of course. Um, comes out and of course there's this huge shootout there too this is where we start to see um you know the two uh interact 
And um, part of it too is the fact that Ellen and Tequila will eventually meet up soon and work at their own angles to get to, of course, the crime syndicate and, um, of course, Anthony Wong's <laughs> uh, power there too. Now, of course, they've got some great um, underlings in this too, which make for some great gunplay. There's a huge warehouse where there's some amazing, huge gunplay as well too. And, of course, we get to see some great work with the SWATs and stuff like that too in this as well. Um, nothing short of actually some of the action sequences you can definitely see have been moved from where they are into, of course, hard target and of course broken arrow as well too. All right, let's look at some of the cast. Che Yun Fat. Now Che Yun Fat, of course, one of the biggest stars, of course, in um, not just in Asia but worldwide. I mean, these days he's an international star. It's huge, and I think that's what makes things you know even more interesting is that. He is still to this day one of the, the big um, leaders of that. So today we're going to also talk about obviously a little bit of Cha Yun Fat's career. He's 67 currently and has a hell of a career looking right back to um, the old days. He was previously known as Donald Chow and uh, Cha Yun Fat was born in 18th of May 1955. He's known for the following action films that are, you know, ones that are full of blood, guts and guns. We've got A Better Tomorrow, A Better Tomorrow 2, The Killer, Once a Thief and Hard Boiled. Obviously also known in, uh, obviously one of the biggest films out there called uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And of course in that one he played Limu Bai, who was uh, obviously very famous uh, martial artist in that story. And uh, obviously had, um, it was a great romantic story and, and a different lead for him. He'd never really done a period piece, or in this case, done a movie with uh, martial arts. And uh, it certainly was something completely different um, from anything he'd done previously. And I think, you know, again, shows how much talented an actor he really is. Uh, he's also played Sal Fang in um, Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, at World's End. So Pirates of the Caribbean obviously had a number of different villains and uh, different um, people coming in as co-stars here and there. And, uh, you know, it was only time that uh, he got in there and had a chance to actually be a part of that some of that fun too so he was born on Lama Island Hong Kong and um, he obviously did um, a start in obviously the industry uh, with um, an acting contract with Goldig Films and he'd done TV shows he did a TV series called The Bund uh, in 1980 and um, this was a series about the uh, basically gangsters in the 1930s in Shanghai um, and it obviously really paved the way for him to become a star. From here, he worked with, of course, John Woo on a number of those films, of course, in 86 uh, with The Better Tomorrow. And this is really where it started also for John Woo with the, uh, you know, the double guns. I mean, this is the biggest thing I think I remember with any of those ones is, you know, the amount of gun foo that you see. And uh, you know, here's, here's the thing. It's influenced so much stuff since... I mean, John Woo uh, in particular with his brand of action, but uh, even the way that Chow Yun-Fat actually does a lot of this stuff himself, you know, uh, all the films in America in particular, uh, since Hard Target, have dealt with that sort of um, ideology of uh, choreography and stuff like that. And again, using bullets in such a balletic fashion. I mean, it's a real ballet of guns, if you like. So, obviously, he went through his heroic bloodshed um, era of Better Tomorrow 2 as well in 87, Prison on Fire, Prison on Fire 2, The Killer in 89, A Better Tomorrow 3 in 1990, Hard Boiled in 92, 
City on Fire in um, 87 as well. And, of course, that was one that uh, inspired also Quentin Tarantino um, back in the day with Reservoir Dogs. Arguably the best Tarantino film uh, still to this day. Minimalist and uh, one that could be done as a play. I mean, it really could. Um, obviously, he's known as uh, playing all these tough guys, but um, particularly, you know, hard-bitten cops with, you know, some type of edge to them as well. But he's also done comedies in Diary of a Big Man in 88, and Now You See Love, Now You Don't. And obviously working on to um, his American um, era, uh, going into the international market in the 90s. He worked in Hollywood, obviously, on uh, The replacing, Replacement Killers in 98. And uh, my personal favourite, and one that uh, surprised me how good an actor not Che and Fat was. I already had, a, you know, obviously an inkling how good he was as an actor. But in The Corrupter in 99, he worked with Mark Wahlberg, who I will say I don't think is the greatest actor in the world. He certainly tries. Um, but in that one, he blew blew the socks off um, his acting prowess. I think he did a fantastic job in that one, particularly when he's uh, in the movie with Brian Cox and uh, obviously with Cho Yun-Fat and some other great actors in it too. And I think the thing that really worked there was uh, in Byron Mann as well. The real, real thing was, you know, it was not just about cops, but it was about life, you know. It was a movie about corrupt cops and uh, obviously internal affairs going into to find out who was corrupt in these these different um, parts of the, the police force and stuff like that. But then there's a real heart to the film, particularly when Brian Cox, who plays Mark's father, is, you know, uh, not doing too flash. He's uh, being hunted down by the mob for playing some, um, some bets he probably shouldn't have. And Chay and Fat steps in and basically pays them off, gives it gives them the money that they need, which I think is fantastic. Now another one that I like that is probably not given enough credit is Bulletproof Monk, and you know in two thousand three uh, that was a hell of a movie for me to watch, you know because obviously we'd seen him in you know different films here and there, um, and I think Crashing Tiger and Dragon was really the one that the dragged me in as far as wanting me to see. You know, just how far he could push, not only just be an action star, but somebody that can really act. But this really um, definitely pushed it into a new era, I think, for um, his career. And then Bulletproof Monk came along, which is kind of an action comedy. I mean, Sean William Scott and obviously him. And then, you know, you've got um, some great talent behind the camera and obviously some really, really fine um, stunt work and stuff like that too. It's an interesting movie. It's It's a graphic novel, comic book sort of movie. Um, and you know, before all the Marvel craze, and I think it really was something that um, you know went quite well. Obviously, worked on too, um, Curse of the Gold of Flower with Zhang Yimou and um, fantastic director, and also with uh, Gong Li. Now, Gong Li is a fantastic uh, talent too. Obviously, uh, I think I saw her first in uh, Miami Vice, out of the international stuff that she'd done, and um, and then to see her in some of these is just fantastic as well. Um, but to this day, I think the great thing about Chow is that no matter what he does, he seems to really excel and look cool in. You know, he's somebody that's very, very chill with, with life the, or the way that at least the characters come across, which I think is a real attest to, um, you know, him pulling off some of these characters but also being able to do what he needs to do. Now, playing Alan is, of course, Tony Lung, Chu Vai. Uh, and he's 60 years old, but it certainly does not look at He's very youthful. Um you know, he's obviously somebody that plays, he's been in the, 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 you know, obviously an actor for years, you know, a lot of years, I've seen him in everything from TV to obviously film, 
but he always adapts to whatever material's coming along. And I think that's the thing is that, you know, he, he plays young characters right through to obviously uh, characters his age now. And uh, I think that's what makes it such an amazing... Uh, I think Infernal Affairs is probably one of my favourites that he's done. And, I mean, for a man of 60, who certainly, um, youth-wise, and excess, he really does look more youthful. Uh, he looks like somebody in his, his 40s. He's a very fit guy, too, um, and comes across that way, too. He's a fantastic talent. Um, but obviously, he's worked a lot with Wong Kar Wai. Um, he's obviously worked into some of my favourite ones, which we'll talk about soon. Red Cliff uh, in 2008, obviously, John Wu as well, hard-boiled. Infernal Affairs, he worked on Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings as well. But my favourite that he's ever done is The Grandmaster. Now, if you haven't seen The Grandmaster, you need to check it out. There's some amazing martial artistry involved in that one. And it certainly is one that... It's an interesting film because the way that it's done is, for me, it has the energy of something like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but done in the time of the 19... I think it was the 1930s, or at least the nineteen late 1920s or something like that. But it has that definite feel, and it's you know it's got um, kung fu in it. I believe it was Wing Chun, and um, you know he's never really done that before. So he was at the time, I think, in his uh, late forties, early fifties, and he's learning this style of fighting for the first time, which is just fantastic. Again, he, acting is his first point of call, but he had to learn the martial arts for that film, and it is a beautifully shot film. If you haven't seen it, you really need to. So let's just go roughly into uh, some of his bio too. So he's born in Hong Kong to a family um, who basically gone through obviously all the sorts of quarrels that obviously families go through. It had everything from uh, parents' quarrels, arguments about everything from money to everything, and then um, Lung's uh, basically his his own personality had um, changed. And this is where he'd seen his father, who was a gambler, um, basically just up and go. And basically they, they were left to be brought up by their um, their mother. And so I think what this this sort of gave him a bit of, I guess, a backbone or, or you know, his own, he had to resolve things by himself. So from here, you kind of see that he's, you know, somebody that had to uh, stand on his own two feet, which I, I think is interesting. And again, finance seemed to be something that was always an issue, but he still pushed through no matter what. And, you know, there's great, uh, obviously, um, things that he did just after that too. So he basically quit studies at such a uh, young age. He basically went through a private school and left um, at the age of 15. And this is because they, they just didn't have the money. From here, uh, he basically went to different kinds of jobs here and there and, um, he, he basically at the, the same age met um, the great actor, comedian, and now director, Stephen Chow, uh, obviously director of um, Shaolin Soccer and, of course, Kung Fu Hustle. And, of course, he's somebody that became not only an actor down the line, but a good friend to, um, obviously, um, Tony as well. And uh, from here, obviously, he got involved in TV, took acting classes, and uh, had been in everything from Soldier of Fortune to um, the Duke of Mount Deer in 84, New Heavenly Sword and Dragon Sabre in 86. Um, and he was also one of the TV5 Tigers. So these are basically when they've, they've got a talent that are coming up and coming and stuff like that too. Other actors at the time, obviously, um, are now fa very famous in that industry too, is Andy Lau as well, who would go on to obviously join him in Infernal Affairs, which is the big influence for, of course, the film Departed too. 
So been in some other TV series as well, Police Cadet. Uh, also been Days of Being Wild, The Eagle Shooting Heroes, Ashes of Time, The Mood for Love. And as we head into the 2000s, of course, Hero and 2046. Of course, Hero, huge film. Very, very um, good film. And um, one that at the time was certainly, you know, thought of to be up there, um, you know, with, of course, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Fantastic film. And, of course, you got to see Jet Li and Donnie Yen go out at Hammer and Tongs for the second time. And they did, because they're mad as a box of hammers, those two, when it comes to the martial arts, but they did a fantastic job. Choreography and everything, and plus some of the flashback sort of um, scenes they're doing in that, along with the water hitting the blades, all that sort of stuff, is just fantastic too. Um, but it, the pick of the films is, of course, Wing Chun. And, um, you know, this is something interesting. He trained for five years, um, to be ready to play Ip Man in uh, The Grandmaster. And it's interesting because, you know, the director had put him up against some professional fighters, uh, particularly some of the open scenes. So it's interesting to build upon that. But uh, the film that most will remember, of course, is Infernal Affairs. If you haven't seen it, you really need to and go and check it out too. All right, so now we do need to talk about uh, somebody who, anyone that is an action fan and knows, of course, films from Hong Kong like Bloodsport and, of course, uh, double Impact, so Van Damme films in particular, will know, of course, Philip Chan. So, who is Philip Chan? Well, let's talk about it. He's 77 years old, born, of course, 25th of January, 1945. Now, he's a former police inspector from uh, the Royal Hong Kong Police Force, but also is um, a veteran now of the entertainment industry, and uh, one that's been around for many years and different stuff as well. Uh, he was a police inspector... Uh, during a press conference he held with um, members of, of course the Hong Kong press at the um, and this was at the scene of the Po Sang bank robbery uh, which is pretty high up and coming right at the time um, when it comes to the news and stuff that too so it's interesting that he was sort of part of that and then moved into of course uh, TV as well too so from here he'd um, moved into of course the film industry and this is where he's known for, obviously, playing um, a lot of these roles. Of, and, and, and we're talking about extensive roles, folks, quite a few. Um, so just some of the ones that I know of um, offhand. Obviously, we talked about Bloodsport before um, that he's involved in. Um, and, of course, he plays one uh, of the head chiefs there too. But he's in The Tigers in 1991, Double Impact. Twin Dragons plays the hotel manager in that one too. Hard Boiled, obviously, he plays Superintendent Pang. Police Story 3 plays Inspector Chen. Um, also, Fight Back to School 3. Uh, and from there, obviously, he's been in a lot of material right up to 2017. So you can see he's involved in quite a few films. But, um, uh, you know, I think the great thing is, yeah, he's also involved in, here, check this out. You'll like this. Twinkle, Twinkle, Lucky Stars. So he's in that with, of course, Jackie Chan and the rest of the team as well from, of course, that era. Which is just fantastic. So, but the great thing is, of course, him being a you know a former police officer, he can bring that to the table when it comes down to it too. So, out of also the lineup we have, of course, is Anthony Wong, who is in just about every film you could you could say. <laughs> um, Anthony Wong Chow Sang, uh, born Anthony William Perry, he's an actor uh, and of course singer as well in Hong Kong and. Uh, He's got so much that he's done. We will talk about a little bit of it now. Um, but what I will say is that he's a great character actor and one that, um, 
really turns up in a lot of stuff. Like, if, obviously, there's some great uh, films I've seen. When you, all of a sudden, Anthony turns up, and you you know you're going to get a great, um, obviously, run there too. Now, Infernal Affairs Trilogy is part of, which is probably one of the first things I really saw him in, I think, at the time too. Hard Boiled obviously plays Johnny Wong in that one too. Um, but he's also in Beast Cops, The Untold Story, and... Um, yeah, he's somebody that came out of the time of um, me knowing, I guess, those films, particularly on VHS, uh, when Andy Lau, Ringo Lam, and, of course, John Woo all really started um, getting out there and um, becoming a part of, obviously, the, the industry. Um, but also just, just really been out there uh, for a lot of people to see how amazing the talent really is. Now, of course, um, he was also in a massive Hollywood film course, of course, The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon, Emperor in 2008 too. So uh, a fantastic talent. If you haven't seen his material, you really need to. Uh, we'll just go through some of the... I mean, he's a mountain of awards too, must say. He's done a lot of work. Just some of the ones I've seen him in, uh, getting back to, like, I think, just um, you know the, the wealth of material. Uh, he was in... Um, Obviously, that trilogy, but also he was in um, Initial D. He was also in, uh, if I remember, Ip Man, The Final Fight back in 2013 as well. Uh, Legend of the Fist, The Return of Chen Zhen uh, in 2010, which was quite a damn good film, I've got to say, uh, at the time. Uh, we've also got him in uh, the original um, Initial D as well. And he was in The Medallion. Uh, Twins Effect, Infernal Affairs, obviously, uh, as we've mentioned, and um, you know, I, I say some of the some of the ones that I've, I think I've seen him in, you know, he really should be in a bigger part because th films like uh, he played Sword Saint in uh, the Storm Riders, if you haven't seen that before, um, and uh, you know, he, he's just somebody that is able to like a Black Mask, the uh, Jet Li film that he was in as well. It's small roles that kind of, to me, steal the thunder from some of the other talent around them. So you've got to give him, you know, his props for being a fantastic actor. So the best scenes for me is probably the opening shootout at the tea house. I mean, it really sets up not only John Woo, but everything that's a part of this film. You know, the gunplay, the spontaneity of it, and also just using the entire environment is pretty much your own little... Uh, Jazz Fusion Bay for action film. I mean, it really is fantastic. For me, is this the best John Woo film? This is something I put out there for all of you, and um, a, a lot of you actually brought up, of course, uh, some of the other work that John Woo's done over the years. Face Off came up by a number of you, which is really interesting. Face Off is a great film. It's fantastic. Even if some of the stunt doubles uh, of John Travolta are wearing moustaches. Mm, interesting. Face Off. <laughs> Um, but high and likely the biggest one, of course, is Hard Target, which a lot of you love, obviously. And we love it here too, because you know why? Because the mullet, I mean, folks, come on, mullet time, uh, can I say? But what great thing is to look back on is with um, the films is it really started with, obviously, the, the great ones, Better Tomorrow, and of course, The Killer. And this film here, as we're talking about today, Hard Boiled, is a bit of a hard target, and Hard Target is a bit of a hard boiled. Where does it sit? Well, for me, folks, this is around about a three and a half out of five. You know, it is, it's polished, it's great. 
I think it still had potential to be more. And, you know, it wasn't until you get the budgets that he got, in the, the you know, particularly in the States. And working with Jean-Claude Van Damme as Chance Boudreau. And, of course, hunting down Emil Fouchon. And, of course, the rest in the bayous of Nolans. Well, it all changed there for us, too. To me, it's hard target, folks. It always will be. So, with that, so with that, I will say, go and check it out. And we'll catch you next time here, of course, on the one, the only way to go. It is the best way to go. And that is, of course, here on the Lethal Mullet Network. Check us out on all the socials at The Lethal Mullet. We'll catch you next time on The Mullet. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying this podcast. Here are the other great shows on the Fandom Podcast Network. Culture Clash, where we discuss the latest in entertainment and pop culture. Blood of Kings, our show covering the entire Highlander universe. Couch Potato Theater, we celebrate our favorite movies. And Time Warp, our fandom flashback show discussing a year in movies and our favorite retro movie, TV, and pop culture topics. Good evening, discussing all things Alfred Hitchcock. Hair Metal Podcast, we cover the rock metal music of the 80s and early 90s. Type 40, a Doctor Who podcast, discussing the time-traveling Doctor Who universe. Lethal Mullet, an action film podcast, covering the 80s, 90s, and beyond. Also, check out the Lethal Mullet Network for more great podcasts. What a Piece of Junk, our Star Wars podcast. Making Treks, a Star Trek podcast, with a deep dive into the final frontier. The Fandom Show. Our Fandom Podcast Network live YouTube show discussing the hottest topics in fandom. The True Believers MCU Podcast discussing the Marvel Cinematic and Television Universe. Union Federation, our Star Trek and the Orville show. And we're proud to welcome the BQN Network to the Fandom Podcast Network. Please visit our friends on the BQN Network, a Star Trek Universe podcast that also includes your favorite topics, movies, history, superheroes, and more. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on YouTube. The Fandom Podcast Network is also on all major podcast platforms. The Fandom Podcast Network audio master feed is on Podbean at fpnet.podbean.com. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us at fandompodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, respect others and enjoy your fandom.